0: Hi everyone, Tiffany here with a super quick note that this podcast was recorded as part of a previous bundle season. That means that the dates that you're about to hear for the bundle, well, they're no longer correct. If you're interested in seeing what the dates are for this year's sale, please visit thebellydancebundle.com. There you'll find all the up to date information on our upcoming bundle. While the dates may be wrong and the class mentioned here isn't available through us any longer, Many of our guests still have their courses available for purchase individually, so please do feel free to click through to their offerings and take a look. You're going to want to check it out after hearing how brilliant they are. Thank you so much for listening and enjoy the show. Hello everyone, I hope you're doing well. I'm Tiffany, your host here at Yalla Rocks. Today, Amanda Rose is back with her signature insight. I love talking to Amanda about the subjects that she's teaching. The way that she approaches this dance is so fascinating. This year, her contribution to the bundle is her Study in shabby series that she ran earlier in 2020. I took it live as she ran it, and it's one of my favorite dance classes of the year, so I'm super excited to be able to announce that it's part of the 2020 bundle. The Belly Dance bundle goes on sale on October 21st, so until then, you'll just have to listen and get into the shabby groove a different way. dancers and welcome to Yalla Rocks, the belly dance podcast that helps you design your personal practice. Today we're here with Amanda Rose. Amanda, welcome. Thank you so much for joining me today.
1: Hi. Well, well thank you for having me. I'm, I'm
0: excited to be here again. So your addition to this year's bundle is the Shabby series that you ran a little while back in 2020. And I absolutely loved it when I took it. So I was super excited when we talked about what you would be putting in the bundle. And and this is what came out of it because you just, you have this way of breaking things down that just for me, like, is just, you connect with my brain. I love it. So for listeners who haven't delved into Shabby yet, maybe they're not, you know, they're not there, but they want to be right. They've seen it. They're like, okay, this is, my, this is my time to jump into the, onto the shabby train. Can you talk a little bit about it? What is it? What it? Where does it come from? What sets the music apart from what people would normally consider like classical belly dance music?
1: Totally. Yeah, like 12 questions in there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just go. Just go. Um, okay. So first off, what I wanted to do with this series, and I called it A Study in Shabby, was to try and give students some tools so that they could really enter the style. They could embody the style and they could kind of see some of the range that exists in the style because it, it, it is one of those styles that's incredibly idiosyncratic. So you've just got a lot of variety and a lot of personality and a lot of personal style within each, uh, w- within each and everybody's version of it. Um, so the shabi that I am referring to is Egyptian shabi. So the shabi that stems out of Egyptian belly style. So um, of course there's other, other shabbies in North Africa. So this is really specific to Egypt. And it's a style that's right now a total craze, and over the last couple of years, um, it's really, really taken off. I actually took my first shabby class with Tito Safe. Um, man, I had it 13 years ago, and it was. A, it was a really random story. It was in Las Vegas. He it was back in the day before iPod. Wait, no, the iPods existed, but Egyptians didn't show up with iPods to to classes, and uh, he couldn't get his music to work. It wasn't working, and he was just like, "Does anybody want to do shabby?" Or let's just do their song. I was like, "No, I don't need shabby. I don't know what that is. I came here for it." and I remember doing it, and um, and it was really really fun. And I was like, okay. Like there's something different about this, and it's a style that I've really watched for years, kind of through the community. Because even 13 years ago, people really weren't doing it. It's been like the last kind of like I'd say like five, six years is just like started to really jump off. You've seen a lot in the community, a lot from the traveling uh, Egyptian masters that teach it. It's become really popular in Europe, um, and it's just an incredibly fun style. So stemming out of uh belly style. So when we think of belly, we think of, you know, um, uh, wider stance, uh, l- dropping your weight even lower into your pelvis. We take out a lot of the Western movement. So you take out contemporary, you take out the jazz, you take out the ballet, you take out the ballroom, and you're working with a lot of ebb and flow, um, contraction and release moves through the pelvis, through the chest. Um, A lot of weight transfers and a lot of specific musicality that's very playful. And a, and a lot of fun. It's all based on having a good time. This is, you know, like the Egyptian social dance. So, how, how beledi used to be the uh, Egyptian social dance and still is, shabi is kind of like the new era, the new development, what's kind of stemmed out of that in the new generation. And now, what we have is these new styles in shabi with the music, because since the revolution, so much has kind of changed in the music scene in Egypt. And uh, technology, electronics, computers, you know, guys with a computer uh, that are creating their own music in their house and in their apartment and then performing it at parties and weddings. And these groups are just taking off. And um, so this kind of maraganat shabby has just become incredibly popular, incredibly popular. Um, It's also kind of like referred to as electro shabby and things like that. Um so what we're looking at if you look at that from beauty into like shabby into the new kind of modern era of shabby we kind of have like this long progression and there's a lot of nuance and a lot of differences kind of going on so in the series i really wanted to give a foundation for movement um So I have a master's in dance movement therapy. So I work a lot with embodiment and thinking about how to embody a style and what it looks and feels like. And I like to use compare and contrast a lot in my material as well, because it feels so different from oriental from you know, like a quote unquote standard belly dance that it's really imperative that you feel it differently in the body or it really isn't going to look that different, and it needs to, it needs to. Rock sharky, melody, shabby, these things don't look the same. They feel different, they react different, musicality is different. So there's a lot of different elements. And in the series, I just, you know, want, it's a four week series, so there's four classes. I really wanted to give people who don't really yet know how to enter the genre and play with it, to have the tools to take what they already know from rock sharky and oriental dance and make that applicable to Bellady and shabby style, and then give a range of vocabulary that are really specific to shabby style and, and kind of you know give you tools to start being able to play around and then for those dancers who are more comfortable we get more specific about the technique that we're trying to employ you know how we're moving through the body the energy the weight the power where moves come from the layers and then of course the crazy fun personality because this is all fun you know there's there's no like uh, there's no woe is me moments in shabby even though like the music, can talk about, it can get political, it can, you know, talk about a lot of social issues, um, it can talk about conflicts, relationships, community, betrayal, all these things, even though it can talk about all these things, it's never like a sad thing, it's never like, you know, it's not, uh, to, you know, to reference, it's not like uncausum entalomri like, you know, ah uh, you know, like, you know, bearing my hair, heart out here, and I'm going to cry, it's, it's, Still got this light energy to it. And it's still fun. So it's like, even though you might be talking about some topics that are kind of heavy, it's not meant to like go into like that sad internal place. It's meant to keep it flowing and high energy and fun and, and kind of grooving. So I hope, I hope that answered all 12 of your questions.
0: It did answer all 12 of <laughs> my questions. So I love how you talk about as a dance movement therapist, that moves have to feel a different way right? The styles are different. They have to feel different. And then even what you're talking about here at the end is that, you know, shabby music, even the the emotions, like not even how it feels in your body, but like the emotion that you feel in our portraying is also, you know, a, it's a different mindset than when you're looking at classical rock sharky or melody music, you know, trying to define that musicality, even the way that you feel and are portraying is different. Definitely. I love that you get into that, and so can you talk a little bit more about how you, right, as a dance movement therapist, how do you communicate this difference in feeling when when you're teaching and when you're working with, because um, you do coaching as well, yeah, when you're working with people, how do you kind of get into that?
1: Um, so, I mean, in in one on one sessions, it's obviously very different than like a pre recorded class because I can't um, I can't see people when I'm doing a pre recorded <laughs> class versus a one on one class. So as a dance ma- uh, dance therapist, we're trained in observation and analysis. So i spent a lot of hours and a lot of time, you know, learning how to recognize things in other people's bodies and be able to kind of um, internalize what that feels like and what that looks like. So, um so, for example, we can just take this for an example. When I was in Egypt last year, Shabi was one of the things that I was really, really interested. You know, and then I came back and did this series. You know, Shabby was one of the things I was really, really interested in. And I had I took uh, some Shabby uh, workshops and classes. And um, one of the things, like I said, with DMT dance movement therapy, that we really focus on is the observation of somebody else's body. What exactly is happening in their body and then how to internally uh, empathize you know kinesthetic empathy so that you put your body in their place and try and kind of create the same feeling and energy based on the observations that you're making You internalize that into your body, so that technique helps me then recognize what it feels like when I'm you know, when I'm allowing my body to kinesthetically empathize with somebody else's movement in, in order to internalize their expression into my body and let it exist in there um, as much as possible. Um, and then recognizing what that really feels like. And that's, that's you know it's part of dance movement therapy and part of being um part of being a therapist but taking that into a dance context, it then allows me to think critically and analytically about you know, what did that feel like and what did I actually technically have to do in order to achieve that with my body? Um, and then how do I translate that into a technique and process that allows other people to understand the kind of the process that I just underwent? And so that is why I tend to really like to use contrast because it can make things very clear and you can have reference points. Without contrast, you, you know, without a spectrum, you're a person in a place doing a thing. If I ask you to do two things, you can reference internally without even me telling you to how one is different from the other. You're starting to internalize that difference personally. For me, when it comes to Bellity and Shabby, this was like really, really important because it honestly, you know, I'll just be honest, I'm, I'm not a, I'm not a prodigy. <laughs> it's taken me years of work to be able to get these styles into my body and from a person who felt incredibly comfortable in Oriental, incredibly comfortable in Rock Shirky incredibly comfortable in an era when a style like um, Randa Kamal was you know, really popular taking that and then trying to relax into something like a, a release and a release contraction flow ability and then shabby which is like more bounce and more energy, you really have to be willing to have small amounts of control, good amounts of power, and a lot of relaxation in order to make a lot of the moves work. And it was just totally in opposition to how I held and worked with my body normally. So it really took me kind of years to relax enough to be able to do the styles. And so I always take those contrasts those comparisons and incorporate those into my classes and think about, well, one, my own process, what I see people do, what I see in my personal clients and what I see generally because I, you know, I travel around the world and I go to different festivals and I analyze people's body behavior. I analyze movement behavior from the different regions of the world and the styles of raksharki and what styles look differently and how that's reflected in their communication. So, Um, I really try and bring all of that to the class in an aid to the student. so it's kind of like i'm doing all the backup work for them and trying to kind of help them shoot past the long process, I had to do. And and get them a little bit closer, so that they have a better ability to internalize you know embody the style from uh, from a much earlier point. You know, because when I was taking Shabby and I was taking Bellity, you know, years and years and years ago, nobody told me any of this stuff. No, you know, like, right. you know, nobody was like, nobody was like, you know, chill Sh- out. You know, like, calm down, relax, let it go. You know, like, I wish somebody just would have smacked me across the face a couple of times and been like, have you looked at yourself? This is not what's happening. So it's really in a certain kind of a way, um, and it makes sense, a lot of these social styles and, um, and folklore styles and things like that, it can be harder to articulate what is essentially culturally learned movement, the way they move in belly style and the way they move in Shabby style. I mean, these are cultural representations of how society interacts and moves, and it can be really hard to articulate and understand where that comes from and how to embody it. Most of us are not very aware of how we represent our cultures through the way that we move, through the way that we hold our body and that we interact with each other. And then here we are doing dance styles and social dance from different cultures without really anyone articulating, uh, you need to move like the culture you're not just moving like a dance. It's not just a style. This is a cultural representation of how people move. And so, you know, that's part of what I try and help people embody in the series.
0: That's such an excellent way to look at it and to to bring that cultural aspect of it so much into the forefront because so many people don't have the ability to travel, right? I mean, especially now, but I mean, even before, (laughs) like, you know, they don't have the ability to travel and experience experience this dance within the culture so that they can see how easy and and free and natural it is right in its place of origin and as we take it farther and farther away from that we we get stiffer and stiffer and we westernize it more and more you know until you have the you know we're trying to do shabby with the ballet moves on top of it and it's like that's not what it is
1: And one of the things that I see that's incredibly common, and I understand why it happens, um, but I I really hope that as the community moves forward, we can get farther and farther away from this kind of like um, trap is that I see a lot of people essentially treat shabby like hip hop, and it's not hip hop. It's not that there aren't similarities. It's not that you couldn't even make you know like cultural parallels from you know from western cultures and you know those kinds of things it's that it's not hip-hop you can't just add hip-hop to balance and call it shabby because that's not what it is yeah. the the most important thing uh, is that there's still this connection to the culture through the dance and the reality is is that shabi is like the modern era reflection of social dance in cairo right now and if you're just taking you know a general belly dance or rock sharky and adding western hip-hop which is you know which is western hip-hop but also it's very much like um, american subculture uh mm. you know from black america it's it that's you know it, it's it's like I understand where people are going. I have made references to the the kinds of body similarities there are in movements between shabi and between hip hop, but it always needs to be Egyptian. Like shabby is Egyptian, you know, Egyptian shabby is Egyptian shabby. So when you do the moves, when you're creating material, it's like, if you wanna be creative and you wanna do interesting things, do it like an Egyptian, you know, add that cultural feeling, add those aspects. And so that, you know, it's one of the things that I do in the series or attempt to do at my, you know, the best that I can is give these ideas for, you know, movement concepts Movement theory about how we move our body within this style, the kinds of tools and the kinds of things that are available to you, and then you can take it. Because even if you talk to Egyptians, even if you talk to uh, you know Egyptian dancers, you know in Rada Troop or Komaya, or you know they all say, you know, like shabby is everything, you know, whatever you want can be shabby because it's so idiosyncratic, each person can have their own style, but it's all Egyptian. Like none of them are doing ballet in the middle of their shabby routine or, you know, not routine, but going out to the club or hanging out with the family or dancing in the street. None of them are doing that because it, it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't have, it doesn't have any place. It's really, really important that people move from that cultural place because that enables you to actually express yourself within the style. People want individuality. People wanna be able to express themselves. Shabby is a language, belly is a language, rock sharky is a language. All of these styles are languages. You can express yourself, learn the language. What is the language? That's why when, you know, dancers, really work really hard over lots of years, even if they're not, you know, like everything they do isn't like so perfectly, you know, Egyptian or so perfectly this style, or so perfectly that stuff. If you can embody the idea of the cultural expression, you can add in other things and people will still feel it as this very earnest connection to what it is that they express. And I think that's the powerful thing for me always is really trying to embrace, understand and you know, kinesthetically empathize with another culture's experience and expression and then let that live in my body for my own expression without taking things, you know, completely out of context. Like I don't learn three Egyptian words and just add them into my English, you know, like I speak Arabic. No, (laughs) that's (laughs) not how it works. You know, learn the language, learn Shabi. learn Beledi, learn Raksharki, you know, learn them all and, and express yourself and go for it. But it's not an integration and an incorporation of western dances at your own pleasure and, and however you see fit and i see that happen a lot with um, with hip hop as kind of like a shortcut towards making belly dance kind of look like shabby
0: if that makes sense
1: absolutely i'll get off my soapbox
0: no i love i love soapboxes i'm all about soapboxes because it shows a level of passion about a subject which I feel like you can really only have with experience and knowledge in it, right? So you make so many excellent points during that, right? That it is, it is this cultural experience and you have to do it in the lane. I love the, the metaphor, right, of dance as languages, the rock sharky language, learn the belly language, learn the shabby language, and then work within that space. Absolutely, excellent, which, you know, then the compare and contrast is just you, it's like a language lesson. Exactly. And it
1: is, yeah, you're just, you're using information that you already have to understand other information, you know, to an extent that always helps, you know, the compare and the contrast, you know, in one way <laughs> to go off on a random tangent that, you know, that's part of the problem sometimes and how we experience other cultures through the contrast of our own. But once you have like a reference point, you, you know, it's like once you start to kind of like work within a language, you know, at a certain point, you stop translating in your head, and you just start going, and you just start moving um, as the person who's studied many languages at this point, you know, and lives in, um, you know, lives in a country where there, you know, in a region where there are multiple languages um, that are not my native language. You know, at a certain point, you can't afford to think if you have to stop and translate everything in your head, you're gonna be screwed. Like you just like, you do the best to understand it. And then you make the mistakes along the way, but it's like, you start to learn the style from that embodied experience. So once it's embodied experience, then you start learning it from that perspective. So it's not like, this is a step touch. This is a twist. This is a hip drop. You know, like maybe at first, that's what we do. That's what we all do. And then after that point, how do you live in shabby space? How do you dance in shabby space and use your plethora of vocabulary to, you know, express what you want to do?
0: That's awesome. So for people who are listening, for dancers who are listening and want to continue on studying shabby, they're like, okay, I love this, this mentality of, of getting into the cultural space, learning the language. Where are some. What are some resources that you might point people towards for a larger study in Shabby outside of the bundle totally. if, if the bundle isn't for them this year?
1: Um, so one of the things I would say, and this is got to be an ally, right? Go study with the natives. <laughs> so um, I think one of the things that I try to offer is, is that bridge that comparison that embodied experience of trying to move closer to someone else's embodied expression and articulating that and breaking that down in a more uh structured and western approach but the reality is is that nothing compares to the real thing and nothing compares to how it really really feels so always and forever you know almost all the time whenever i see. Um, an Egyptian teach shabby, I'm like, I'm there, I'm down. Like, I I want to take that class because it's just, um, you know, even here, and I live in Spain and even with Spanish, it's just like, you know, I constantly learn like new little little things, little nuances, little phrases, little ways to describe thing where I'm like, oh, that's so cool. Like, I want to keep that, I want to use that. You know, the process of learning just never really stops. So, Mm -hmm. um, I would definitely say that you, you know, like search out the, and at, you know, obviously 2020 is not a good example, but generally (laughs) speaking, people can get pretty close to an event that'll have an Egyptian teaching shabi and there, um, and there are also dancers who've lived in Cairo for many years that also teach the style, um, And, you know, and the reason that after, you know, like 10 or 20 years of living there, you know, like it can be quite similar and all, you know, perceived in the same kind of way is because they've done that embodied, ingrained cultural experience over long periods of time. And they've, you know, embodied that experience into themselves. So it becomes more natural and more normal for them to, you know, kind of like express it with fluency, so to say. I feel like I feel like the bundles a great option. I think that people will like this series.
0: <laughs> yeah, they absolutely will, trust me. Uh, I loved it. Um and I was like, Amanda, please. <laughs>
1: So, you know, there's, there's resources, uh, online, actually like Spotify has started to do like shabby playlists and, um, you can look up like the top, you know, like the top 20 songs this week. And I think it's like Arab world on YouTube. So all the new music is like constantly coming out. Once you subscribe to a couple of them, they'll just bombard you with new stuff. So those are always really good. Cause there's always really fun people coming out with new music and new songs, um, get your lyrics translated, you know, get a good translator. <laughs> yes. Um, you know, but I, I do think that, you know, in-person is probably the best way to go um, with something like this that's kind of like, can be so distinct. Um, and now that, you know, online training has, is becoming uh, more accessible to people and more normal because it was accessible before to an extent it wasn't normalized it wasn't normalized but now you do you know like mohammed shaheen teaches uh live classes with a percussionist out of new york and he teaches shabby so you know like dancers like that um are are, are starting to offer stuff online so definitely go out and support your um you know like our our, our native artists that are you know you know headlining our community.
0: Absolutely. Amanda, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I cannot wait for people to jump into a study of Shabby mm-hmm. with the bundle. It's it was I think it's one of my favorite series that you've done over the past year Yay. personally. Um, so can you tell people how can they interact with you online? Where can they find you? What is it that they, you know, what what are all the things that you do on the internet? All
1: right, the internet. So um, Amanda Rose Dance on Facebook, on Instagram, kind of moving more towards Instagram lately. Facebook is, you know, I deleted it off my phone, Uh, (laughs) you know, for the safety of of it all. Uh, I'm still on there, but it's just not attached to me the same way. Um, So everybody, and my website is AmandaRoseDance.com. So just Amanda Rose Dance all around. Um, And, you know, and I do these regular series that are, you know, four, six, eight weeks, depending do you know I don't know how much you want me to promote myself so oh you go oh you go I promote I will go um, I do <laughs> I do a lot of uh, coaching one-on-one coaching uh, over longer periods of time dancers who want to prepare for competitions or for specific performances have specific style goals like I work with dancers on trying to work on embodiment and melody and things like that um, I specialize in helping uh, in the creative process and choreography creation. Um, and, and yeah, I, I yeah, I about as much as I can sell myself. I did as much as I could for you. <laughs> Come find me.
0: Yes, absolutely. And we have one last question for you. We've been asking everyone. Oh,
1: good. I'm excited.
0: Where is the strangest place that you have ever danced?
1: Oh, oh, you caught me off guard with that one. Um,
0: <laughs> wow. Well, I tend to catch most people off guard. They always do the, like the eyes back and forth. Like, hmm.
1: Yeah, I, I, you know, I feel like, I feel like I should have a good story about this, but I really don't know if I do practice counts. Oh, oh, well then that changes things. Um, I did have a tendency for a while to run choreography in the middle of an air, the airport. Like before I would go travel for trips, I would put in my headphones and I would run through choreography, especially I was doing, I did um, I did two debuts for uh, Belly Dance Evolution, Dark Side of the Crown and Alice in Wonderland. And oh wait, but those weren't at airports. Anyways, I don't know, man. <laughs> a, but I would do that. I would, you know, I, I had no shame for a while. I was like, choreography needs to get learned. I gotta go places. Uh, you know, I ain't got no shame. So I would probably say, you know, that's probably my, my best answer for you momentarily.
0: Did you ever get applause at the airport when you No, were
1: there? I just got a lot of stares.
0: <laughs> people don't appreciate it. I would
1: usually try and go and find a corner like where nobody was around. But I mean, like sometimes you just gotta run choreography in the middle of tons of people and you know, like I'm never gonna see these people again. And I got some I got stuff to do. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's right. I love it. Amanda, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thank you so much for coming back for your third. Third, dance third, 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 third belly dance. bundle. That's so exciting. Everyone. Thank you so much for listening. I hope that you go off and, and study some shabby, find a playlist, find a YouTube channel, just start putting that music into your vocabulary Definitely. and sing. go see how different it feels. Totally. Yes. Thank you
1: so much for having me. I'm, I'm looking forward to everybody joining the bundle.
0: Same everyone. Thank you so much. And I'll talk to you tomorrow. Isn't Amanda great? Make sure that you check her out and sign up for her newsletter if you want to get notified when she launches new series. So if you want to participate, make sure to subscribe. The only time that Amanda reruns her series? The Belly Dance Bundle. Isn't that awesome? I'm so thankful that she agrees to re-release a series with us just for the buyers of the bundle, and I cannot wait for you to jump into this shabby series. If you want to make sure that you don't miss this year's bundle, you can do a couple of things. You can set an event on your calendar for October 21st. You can set a reminder on your phone or easiest of all, you can head over to thebellydancebundle.com and hit that big get the guide button up at the top to join our newsletter and get notified as soon as the bundle goes live. You can check out the show notes for this episode at thebellydancebundle.com 42. Now it's time to go do some language learning.